Blog Talk Radio. Mama's Pearls. I am your hostess, Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. I'd also like to take this time to say Happy April Fool's Day. It is, um, I think, one of the most fun days of the year where you can kind of just play like a child and turn things on its head and be a little, be a little, um, be a little like impish. And um, and it's also a day that. I've experienced many births. Um, we basically, today happens to be, well, one, my sister's cat's birthday, who I'm sure you'll, you'll hear coming in, so happy birthday, Mr. Bings. But it's also the anniversary of the Spiritual Cinema Circle, which is a DVD club that I founded, co-founded along with Ariel Ford, who's been on the show, Gay Hendricks, who's been on the show, and Stephen Simon, who's also been on the show, um, and Anna Dara who's also been on the show. Um, and it's kind of going into now, what, it's launched in 2004, so somebody help me with the map. Um, but it's it's going, still going strong and bringing spiritual movies into people's homes. And um, and we launched it on April Fool's Day, and everybody thought it was it was just the funniest thing. But... For me, along this journey and the synchronicity of today and what we've been kind of talking about in the last few few weeks of Mama's Pearls, and if you're just joining us, welcome. If it's your first time, hello. Um, we've been really celebrating music and the role of music in our lives. Um, we've done it by exploring how it kind of helps us create our new soundtrack and each person has their own rhythm and their beats. We've explored last week with David Goldberg, who is the composer who basically made the Mama's Pearl theme song and has his new CD, Absolute Music, out. We kind of stepped into the other space about the divinity of music and how um, and how music is really a godlike creation and how we can use that music to heal. And after coming off of that, I knew I wanted to introduce everybody on um, everybody in the Mama, Mama's Pearls family to our guest who we have on today, Pauline Esposito, because she's been one of my spiritual teachers, I would say probably for around a year now. And um, turns out we we <laughs> live like in the same neighborhood and have a lot of commonalities. And I really felt like. It was a perfect segue, one, to kind of honor the energy of April Fool's Day, but also in kind of stepping in to see what else can we do to step inward and do our clearings and cleanings on our spiritual bodies. Springtime is the time for spring cleaning. Last week we honored the 
the healing power of, of music and kind of using an external source, what can we do to kind of on the internal soul level to help us um, transmute our own energy? This, week, this week's blog, which you can find at www.mamaspearls.com, the title is Divinely Intertwined, and the pearl of the day is Trash Talk. When we think about springtime and spring cleaning, we think about literally all the trash that's piled up around us and all the clutter and things we want to clear out so we can have new flowers and birth new things. And I was walking around the other day around my neighborhood, and I just kept noticing the garbage. There was so much litter just strewn about, and usually I don't notice that. Usually I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. Look at the trees. Look at the light. Look at the houses. Oh, they planted new things here. But, like, all around was garbage, and it was kind of a prompt for me that, you know, I needed to do my inner spring cleaning. So in helping us with that, I am delighted to welcome onto the show Miss Pauline Esposito, who who sends around pretty much monthly monthly newsletters that are absolutely beautiful, and you can find that at www.awakeningofthesoul.com. And she's been a spiritual teacher for about 12 years. She works in private practice. She's a healer. She's a spiritual teacher. She's, she's dealt with physical pain to cancer to spiritual awakening, and she's had her own journey as well, as we all do. But what I found in working with Pauline is She's been able to take my meditation practice one step deeper and one step higher. So I am thrilled to bring on Pauline and introduce you all to Miss Pauline Esposito. Pauline, are you with us? I am. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for that beautiful welcome. Ah, you are most most welcome. It's um it's nice to be able to kind of return the favor of all all the work that you helped guide me in doing. So this is really just a pleasure for me. And um and you really do do such beautiful beautiful work. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that. It's easy to work with people who are open and ready and willing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, and it gets it certainly does get easier over time and we we talk about it, you know, a lot of mama's parts where meditation certainly takes practice and spiritual work should be part of our almost regular diet as far yeah. as, you know, it's just something else you add to the plate. Um and the more that you do it, the easier and more natural it becomes, but it's not always easy to start. Yes. Well, as with anything new and anything that we have not been taught, to learn something new takes some discipline and certainly takes an intention, a desire. And usually when someone is really ready, especially like from the soul level, it's a calling, it's an urge, and you you have to follow it. You can't not follow it because you'll be miserable if you don't. And when someone is really ready, and open, uh, you know, they just begin to do the work. And, yes, initially it can be a little difficult, but think of it like driving a car. Initially you're afraid, you've got this big vehicle, um, you have to learn how it works, how to operate it. But in a short amount of time you find yourself uh, being a very good driver. You're comfortable in the car, you can drive around. And it's really the same with doing the inner work. Once you get over the fear of it and you don't take the fear also seriously, um, it becomes a way of life. 
and it gets easier. No different than waking up in the morning and taking a shower as part of your routine. Right. And it can be, right. and it really can be that easy. Right. You know, it, I, I feel like it's unfortunate, but so many people only turn to the spiritual practices when they've had a major, you know, trauma, traumatic event. And, yeah. Well, you know, but there's no coincidence in that. Because if your life is going so well and so perfectly, then you have no impetus or crisis through which to call upon the divine for help. So there's sort of, a, in my view, there's a divine plan there that's sort of a perfect construction Okay, finally a big crisis has to come and hit you over the head, and then you start looking upward. Now, right. I do believe and in, yes, and inward, mm-hmm. and I do believe, though, in time that people won't need that crisis, but that is where we are in terms of our, our level of evolution at the moment. We're st- we still want that for some reason. Right, right. It kind of it's, shocks us out of our present state of being and into something new and usually because you don't have any other choice. Yes. What I like to yeah, what I like to focus on is using it almost um just as part of your your daily routine so you know, we're all going to have bumps in the road. We're all going to, you know, life is just a roller coaster. We all have our ups and downs. But when you get to that point when you do have something coming down the pike for you, um it's not that it might still shock the system, but not completely disorient you. Well, yes, because it's not that you're expecting it, but you're accepting it as part of your growth plan. And when you accept something, now you've released the boundaries and the walls and the resistance to work through the challenges of it. And I think that that's just a mindset. I think that that is just a perception. That if you say, okay, I know I'm going to have challenges in my life because no one's life is perfect. Mm -hmm. And the challenges that come my way, if I accept them and not resist them, well, then I can work through them more easily and understand what these challenges are trying to show me about me. And what can I do to clear them out and clear these issues out Perhaps even once and for all, forever, right. and that, to be completely yeah, done with it. That's a key, key point because usually we make the same, mis- I'll call them mistakes, but we trip mm-hmm. up to, into the same patterns and habits like repetitively. You know, we we don't we won't learn from our mistakes. So to really fully release or to take out that piece of trash that you keep tripping on and just finally yep. set it to to the curb and let it go. That's so, so key to make the breakthrough. And one thing you were saying, um, that we had a meditation last night with Pauline, um, and one thing you were saying that, that struck me just so, so deep in truth was we all kind of reach a certain level in our growth and then plateau, and mm-hmm. we're kind of experiencing our lives from that level until we we need to make another shift. And before we make that other shift, we have to release whatever it is on that level that's holding us back to jumping to the next level. And then when we make this make it up to the next level, we kind of shift up our energy again, vibrate on that level until, again, we plateau and need another momentous shift. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, yeah. that's the process of evolution. <laughs> Except that yeah. now those of us who um, are becoming more aware that we need to consciously take charge of that by working right. on the self, we are um, accelerating the process of our evolution and our personal growth. And as you know, that can be the most joyous and exciting path that you can be on because you're opening up to your true power. Why do you think people are so fearful not you know, and block themselves off from opening up? Well, I think there's two reasons. I think that, first of all, there are some people who are just karmically not ready. Not everybody is ready. And so we have to accept that, that we're all, we're all not in the same boat in that way. Not everybody's ready to step into their true power and to do the inner work. And the people who are um, get stuck in the fear. I, my belief and the way that I work in my healing practice and the way that I have worked on myself is simply to acknowledge the ego fear and to say, yeah. okay, all right, okay, so I have it. Okay, all right, so what? If you feed into that fear and you make right. it really big and bad and intimidating, well, then you're going to keep your block. You're going to you're going to remain in resistance. But if you you think of it as okay, it's just part of something that I have, like everybody has, and I'm just not going to buy into it so much because fear really is illusion. Well, then it becomes small. It's kind of like facing the demon. The moment you face the demon and look it straight in the eye, it, it, you realize it's only about a foot tall. It's only when we look at it from a shadow perspective that it looks like it's 10 feet tall. Right, right. And I think a lot of people feel that way about doing doing this work and looking inward. Yeah, you're going to face some things, you know, one that you don't like to see about yourself. You're going to out your shadow. Your ego is going to come in and come kicking and screaming. And who wants to deal with that, really? Yes. Well, and if you make and if you make that scenario bigger and bad, and you think it's going to be horrible, well, then it will be. And then you won't want to look in that in that place. You won't want to go there. But if you look at it more as like a wounded child or a wounded part of yourself that really is just trying to intimidate you and really what it needs is your love and your attention, um, you like, can diminish like, you the you know, a fear. cat, or like a cat that keeps coming up and jumping on you when you're trying to do a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I love cats. I love I have six of them. I love cats. I know. I love your cats, too. They're awesome. Oh. They come up and, like, meditate with us when we're at Pauline's house. <laughs> yes, they do. They're all very aware of the energy. Some of them love to be part of it, and some of them like to sort of announce themselves as they walk in the room when we're <laughs> meditating because you know, they need to be the center of attention. <laughs> One of the things that I also love that you say is, um, you know, once you open up and do your work to clear out, that's when spirit can come in and works for you. It's the process of surrendering. And then you were saying, like, once you do that and creation can step in, everything will fall into place. Well, it does. Um, you know, in my forthcoming book, um, 
I mm. I kind of ask I, I ask this question. So who would you be if your life really did work well? Could you accept that? Could you accept that there is such a creative process and that you have that much power to create a life that works 98% of the time, 99% of the time? You always have to allow for a little bit of, of, of turbulence. I mean, that's just part of being on the earth plane. But who would you be? How powerful would you be? How, how much will you have embodied spirit? in order to create that kind of life? And the answer is you have a lot of work to get to that point. But the truth is you can get to that point, and then yet your life can flow. We don't have to battle and fight with our lives to make them work to the degree that we think we do. That's just the ego thinking that it needs to fight. But we don't. And the moment you surrender that, see, your life will change. Most of the blocks that people have are on the mental level. They're thoughts. They're thoughts and beliefs about how to live. And many of the thoughts are subconscious. Mm-hmm. And so you have to sort of, uh, well, I don't know, find somebody to help you sort of delve into the deep subconscious beliefs. <laughs> you need beliefs. to call Pauline. <laughs> right. You need to call Pauline to help you work through that. Where well, can, one of my guests is that I really do while, see beyond. Right. Where where can people find you? Um, well, uh, through my website. I mean, you can email me through my website. Um, it, you can log on to my website at um, uh, Awakening of the Soul, and you can contact me through the, through an email there. Uh, or the direct email address is Pauline at AwakeningOfTheSoul.com. Great. And you're also on Facebook, which I'm very and proud of. And I'm also on Facebook. But, yes, but, it's, it's yeah. getting to those subconscious thoughts that right. are driving the car without you really knowing about it. Oh, they're frustrating, and oh, they keep creating the same old patterns. But it's unlocking them. Here's what I find to be like the biggest April Fool's joke almost of them all is that when you start envisioning and kind of painting that picture of what's my my biggest, what's my grandest, you know, how, like you said, if I can picture myself living in happiness and have anything I want, who would I be? I would think that most of us would construct these big, huge personas for ourselves, these big, huge, okay, I'm this person and I have a private island and a private jet and blah, 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 blah. And then I find, like, when you get closer to having that and having all that stuff accumulate around you, it's kind of like you want to break it down to just your essence. And really, the true, the true biggest that, and grandest that any of us can be is just to be and be happy. Well, you're so wise, and it's so true, <laughs> because, because if, you, uh, if you look at your true power from an earth plane perspective, yes, it's about owning an island and being big and having a big persona, if you embrace your true power, that of that of your soul, your spirit, the truth is you find yourself being quite humble. And right. there's no need to be so big. But the truth is right. you are big because the soul is big. 
And so to embrace and embody your true power to create that is really more of an internal mechanism than an external mechanism. It's not about proving to the world who you are or what you have or what you look like. It's about a feeling that you you embody within yourself. And I think that's one of, like, the biggest mind tricks of our society is that external versus internal. And, um, you know, any yogi or any person who's meditated, blah, 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 will say that the inner peace um, and just being comfortable and settled into yourself. And I know that, that you always say that you know, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, and most people never really full, feel fully settled in their bodies. Yes. And yes. to be comfortable with who you've embraced and embody in this lifetime is really the key. Being happy, being Cynthia, and all that I'm creating around me with my kids and my family and, you know, just in my life, not that I have to, you know, stand on a mountain on on high. Although that would be cool, I could dig that too. But well, um, perhaps you, know. you can do that and be humble simultaneously. Right. And if you can, if you can, if you can figure out how that would work for you personally, then why not experience it? I don't think the universe is telling us to have limited experiences. I think we're we're all being right. uh, challenged to have as many expansive experiences as we can, and it's finding right. the balance between them and getting so many of the the old beliefs out of the way. Right. I you know, totally yeah. I love yeah. that. And yeah. one of the things I yeah. wanted to share from your recent um, newsletter, which did this monthly focus on the meditation about awakening your authentic creativity, uh-huh. was uh-huh. you basically write, um, oh, there's so many things in it. I just love, I, just, I really, I look so forward to receiving your new- newsletters as much oh, as I do. Oh, you're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> Seriously. Yesterday, all day, I was like, I can't wait to go to Bosch's and go to Polly's meditation. Like, I was really just giddy and just so excited. Oh, um, you're so kind. But, so here's basically what you say about opening your soul's journey. It's your soul has many things it wants and needs to create in order to fulfill its journey here. So why not let it do it what it came here to do? Why not yes. let it do what it came here to do? And I yes. just love that. It's like, why not? Why not? It's well, the truth simple... is, it's, it's, yes, why not? And it's and it really can be easy if you allow yourself to step into your true power. Right. And that's working through some of the ego fears and the perception of what true power is from from the earth plane, just as we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And allowing yourself to be that authentic power that you are to create the things that your soul needs to create here. Um, oh my God, how fulfilling is that? There's nothing more fulfilling than sort of than fulfilling that contract, so to speak, that you have with your soul. And, it's and how magnificent just, a world would we create? What? Oh, my, just think of the world we would live in if people right. were creating more authentically. Rather than trying and to force creation or force a project right. or force that's this or force this. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Is, you know, and, and that's what we were focusing on last night was that control part of us that has to go out and say, we need to make that happen. It's not going to happen unless I, I push it or will it to be, rather than just kind of opening yourself up and letting letting things, like you say, fall into a space. And I don't mean like go sit on the on the on the couch and be a total potato head, but, you know, just opening yourself up and taking, you know, because we still do need to take, like, 
conscious action in terms of where we set our intentions, but it doesn't have to be so forced and so controlled. And that's one thing, like, I've learned how to completely scale back, um, you know, all around my life, is, you know, particularly in my work life, being a lawyer and, like, talking to people and negotiating, it was like, I had to ram things down your throat, and that's kind of how you're you're taught, rather than just kind of, like, sit back, open up the space, and kind of really just be a little bit more open in the practice. Yes, well, allowing that authentic creation to operate, oh, my goodness, yes, you're going to be operating at a completely different level than you would ordinarily in, in earth plane life. It's actually quite the reverse, whereas earth, earth plane life is about forcing, going after things, making it happen, um, you know, to, to some degree forcing a creation, whatever that may be. Whereas when you're sort of in touch more with your authentic self and right. creating from that place, it actually works differently. It works a little bit slower because you have to learn patience and allow the universe to set everyone and everything up for you so that each You know, that's my favorite thing to do. I know. <laughs> well, and we have to learn patience. Uh-huh. We have to learn patience. Just for people listening, every every time I, I talk to Pauline, like patience is definitely one of my 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 buzzwords. <laughs> yes, well, but we live in an impatient world. We live with a, well, when, in a world that teaches us we have to have everything now, 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 now. And if you don't get it now, then you have the fear that you're never going to get it, and that's that's an illusion. It's funny because in some aspects of my life, I'm really patient. Like with my with my children, I have almost an unlimited amount of patience. You know, yeah, I have my moments with them, but I love watching them just kind of do their thing. In work and in like creating, you know, and kind of talking about like seeing that grander vision of yourself, like I wanted that yesterday. And I had like that, that push-pull with myself. And, it you know, it's kind of always... It's always going on. And when my mom was on the show, she was saying how, yeah, when I, I was basically born that way, Lady Gaga, thank you. Um, when I was younger, she said, like, I was like a, a wild stallion that she had to kind of, like, pull back the reins because I just wanted to go and do things before I was, like, physically and, and emotionally and mentally ready <laughs> to deal with what I, I wanted to do. And I think that's so, so key to having this, spiritual practice and kind of your foundation set so when it does all come in you do have the ability and the facilities to deal you know to properly I want to say properly but you know and to, to deal with it. Yes. Well you it sounds like you have a very strong drive, which is good. Yeah. You, because we have to have drive. We have to have some desire. The key right. is to understand whether the desire is ego driven or soul driven. Right. Right. And then learning how, how, how to do you, navigate. How do you distinguish? Yeah, how do you distinguish? Ah, well, mm. <laughs> it takes a little <laughs> it takes a little practice. Um, right. it you have to go inward. You have to go inward within yourself, into your heart to really d- determine whether what you are wanting and being driven towards is something that you just think you want or is it something that your soul is calling for? It's like an urge, the calling. And there's a difference between a calling 
and an ego desire that you want for some reason. There is a difference, and they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, but yet they're, they're not that far apart. And only a person can decide whether it's more their ego, it's an ego-driven desire and whether it's a calling. You know, a calling is something okay. that you just can't escape. You feel that it's going to really complete you, whereas an ego-driven desire may be more about money or prestige or some, some sense of public recognition or there may be a sort of a secret agenda under there as to why you want want that. If you look at a lot of young people today, they all want fame. They all want to be celebrities, and they all want to be rock stars, and they all want to be singers. And, I, and, and of course, you have to really ask how many of them authentically really want that and how many of them want that for some for the money, for the for the prestige, for the celebrityism of it. So there's a difference there, and you have to journey inward to see. Right, and that part for me has been probably the hardest part in meditation um, is shutting the mind off because the mind can be, you know, just that little April Fool's imp that's just <laughs> prancing around in there that takes you back from whatever journey you're, you're going on inward and checking in with the other parts of, of your being. Yes, well, being an attorney, you must have a strong mind. Yes. <laughs> and so... And so <laughs> And so while that's not bad, it's just sort of tweaking it to a different vibration, just letting, you know, using it in a slightly different way to serve your soul. Right. Just a little practice, that's, cool. that's all. We'll just keep yeah. doing the meditations. You got it. You've got it. You know, you're there. You're there. I love it. I really, really do. And I'm so grateful to Masha for introducing us and, and you know, for helping me to discover the work that you do because it's just been, it's been really just transformative for me. And I've walked away from every single meditation with just a deeper understanding and connection with myself and to spirit. And it's just like, I, I can't wait for the next one. We just had, we just had, we just had, you know, our our major meditation yesterday. I can't wait for the next one. So I'm really just excited. Well, yeah. thank you so much for all your kind words. And I, too, am so grateful for Masha for for our introduction and the community of like-minded people yeah. that have come together. And we see that in the meditations. Last night was amazing. Even the newcomers, the, you know, the people who right. are supposed to be there are there, and everybody sort of fits in. And it's wonderful, the support, the love, the openness, the candidness. The, it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful <laughs> for me to see. Oh, the, and can, to, the candidness? Would yes. you like to share? <laughs> last night, last night, just a little quick thing, because it's, it's so appropriate for April Fools. We've been focusing on the second and the fifth chakra. And can you just give a you know a thirty second intro into the second chakra and where it is? Yes. Well, the second chakra is just below the navel, just below your belly button. It's in the abdominal area, and the color is orange. And uh, what we did last night was we delved into opening up that chakra, which is all about creative energy. Uh, allowing the energy to flow, to produce, to reproduce. But we also looked at what, what, what the blocks are of that second chakra that prevent us from our, our authentic creation, which are control and fear and um, 
powerlessness, and these are the keys. And the, those issues are exactly what we've been talking about this whole show, of delving into those, healing those issues, and letting that second chakra really open up. And right. then the fifth chakra is in the throat, and the color is blue. And that is where the divine creation and the divine will shows the lower energies, the lower chakras, what really needs to be created and what needs to be expressed. But in order to open up the fifth chakra, we have to surrender, surrender mm -hmm. what we thought to be right and true and let ourselves be shown what is right. what it really is that we we need to create. So we've got a battle between the higher and the lower will going on there all the time. So and I'm that was, sitting there. <laughs> so I'm sitting funny. there and I'm working through this. I'm working through this and I'm having, you know, all sorts of experiences and when when it came time to really focus and opening up on my my second lower chakra, like it just it just wasn't like I was like okay and then I just you know I was like all right that's okay let's just we'll take some time we'll take it a little slower I'll go with the visual instead of like putting my attention just right on that area and like putting on the spotlight on it and be like what are you doing um, so I just like relaxed a little bit and you know it just started starting seeing a little bit more imagery and just a little bit more you know light playing with the with the orange colors and then I started to feel it opening up. And it was just more like a sensation and, you know, first I felt it energetically and then as it was moving through from the front to the back, um, like I felt it opening up and moving and I'm like, huh, interesting. The sensation that I'm feeling is gas. Yes. <laughs> I was sitting here and I'm like, I am feeling so bloaty and gassy right now and this was my my reception to that yes. meditation. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny Funny enough, there were a few uh, people in the meditation who had that same experience. I mean, if you think about I where the, the colon, only one, right. yes, well, there were two. I think there were two other women there who yeah. said, "Oh, I feel very gassy," and so, yeah. um, well, we opened up the area of the body where the large intestine is as well. So it's, it's right. not just where the right. reproductive organs are; it's the large intestine. So, well, right. actually, by opening it up, we got things moving. You got things yeah. moving. Oh, yeah, we moving. did. Yes. And so the gases, on a, this is just strictly on a physical level now, the gases started coming up to move out as you were clearing energy. So, yeah, sorry about that, but sometimes it say, happens. No, that no, way. no, it was good. I mean, you say, like, the juice is flowing. I mean, sometimes when people get sick, it's to kind of expel everything. And, you know, I talk about it in the blog this week. It's like we recycle you know, on a constant basis in our bodies, we recycle the trash. Our bodies are set up to eliminate waste, whether it's, you know, our blood that recycles in our body, the air that we take in and filter out through our lungs, whether it's, you know, our excrement and we're pooping and tooting and, you know, getting rid of all the bodily fluids. It's a natural process for the physical level. And on the physical level, you almost have, you know, no choice but to let it happen. On the spiritual level, you know, you're going to, and in your in, energetic bodies you're getting you're taking in energies all the time but having these spiritual practices in place are kind of oops hello 